Hi, I'm Karen Elliott, and you're listening to the District B-Sides Podcast, where you'll hear in-depth conversations with council, staff, and community members to take you behind the decisions that are being made on topics that matter to Squamish. Now let's tune in and join the conversation. Welcome to the District B-Sides Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Gunn, and you're listening to part one of a series that explores the relationship between density and livability and how an increased housing supply can create affordability, equity, and connectivity in our community. Today, I'm joined by City of Vancouver housing planner and local Squamish resident, Sarah Ellis, to discuss how we can make housing more attainable and how housing density can help to create a more diverse community over time. Let's get to the conversation. So Sarah, first of all, tell us how you came to Squamish. Why did you want to live here? Um, So that's a great question. Um, Honestly, Squamish was always the long-term plan for us. And when I say us, it's me and my husband, Andrew. Um, We moved to BC just over five years ago. Um, I was living on the East Coast US, Andrew was living in Toronto, but we both are active and outdoors people and dreamed of coming West to be a little bit closer to the mountains. And of course, we're both climbers too. So, you know, Squamish's reputation as some of the best climbing in the world, the idea of living in Vancouver, which is where we moved. but being within a stone's throw of um, amazing granite up here um, really motivated us to come here five years ago. Um, But even living in Vancouver, Squamish was kind of always a long-term plan. Um, You know, we would spend pretty much every weekend here during the spring, summer, and fall. It felt to me sometimes like we were kind of reverse commuting to Squamish on the weekends. But our jobs kind of kept us tied to Vancouver, at least in our minds. They were both in-person jobs and and we couldn't imagine making the commute every day. But even in spite of that, we talked about moving up here as kind of a five to 10 year plan um, if we could make the pieces fit together. But then COVID hit and um, I'll preface and say, you know, we were both privileged in so many ways. Uh, We kept our jobs and even better, we were able to work from home and stay safe and both our families are okay, at least so far. Um, But also we were renting a one bed in the city, um, you know, 600 square feet, which was more than fine in normal times, but felt really tiny during COVID. Um, You know, one of us always had to work from bed. Um, If the other work was on a Zoom call, we had back issues um, and the apartment just started feeling a bit like it was closing closing around us. Um, And, but on top of all that, even more so, we really felt the loss of Squamish as a place when we couldn't visit. Um, And so as soon as we could travel again, we came up here. Um, First on a kind of temporary basis over the summer, we thought we would just, you know, figure out a way to stay up here for, you know, June, July and August until things got back to normal. Um, But then as, you know, summer came to an end and we realized things weren't coming to an end anytime soon, um, we started looking at ways to make the move more permanent. and we were really lucky. We found a great realtor. We'd sort of been thinking about home ownership and had been saving up, um, not with anything specific in mind, um, but we were able to, through our realtor, really get a sense of the market up here um, and started scoping things out. And that's, you know, we were really lucky and found something. Um, we're kind of downtown in a townhouse. Um, and that's how we ended up here, you know, moved in September 1st. And now we're a few months into our tenure here in Squamish. And so what were you looking for in terms of community and the kind of place you wanted to be in beyond the access to climbing? What about the social side of the community? Totally. You know, 
community exists everywhere you know we had a great community in vancouver for sure um and still do you know we're still in touch with people down there but when we think about the long term you know what really interested us was a really tight engaged community that had a lot of um, the same interests as we do as well and you know squamish just really was a place that we also really liked being beyond just the access to nature which obviously is a huge draw for us the community feel the sense that people really are motivated and interested in the same things but also a lot of diversity you know squamish is you know in a lot of ways um, a, a, a bit of a more diverse community than some parts of vancouver um, and that really interested us and and now that we're living here i'm really starting to see that um, even more and more so when you first arrived what was your experience of community like I'd imagine it was a bit different because it was in the middle of COVID, but were you able to find the connection to other people and like-minded groups? Yeah, definitely. You're right that COVID has made it a little bit harder to make friends and, and get to know people um, anywhere, uh, especially in a new town. But in spite of that, we've, you know, especially through a couple, a couple different channels, um, we have friends who moved up here in the last few years who've really helped us make connections and uh, get to know the place, shown us some um, areas that are maybe more local knowledge. Um, but even, you know, we've uh, both reached out through, um, especially through fitness, through, um, you know, our climbing gym, and then through just other, you know, sort of ways to, to exercise and get to know people. Um, this is a really welcoming community. Um, and so we've really benefited from that even during the pandemic. So tell us about the links between density and affordability. This is switching gears a little bit, but you mentioned you were seeking a townhouse in particular. And I'd love to hear your thoughts about as a housing planner and a new resident, what are the benefits of having diverse housing forms and increased density in Squamish in terms of access and livability? Yeah, you know, I can speak kind of from two perspectives. And, you know, I'll start from the standpoint of myself as someone who is looking to move into the community who, you know, did have the resources to look at ownership, um, but was coming from outside and, you know, don't necessarily have a lot of family wealth. Um, you know, we were um, lucky in the sense that uh, we did have access to options like townhouses um, and sort of more, uh, I'd say, you know, we came here and already when we were looking at our options in terms of real estate saw that a single family home was really not within reach for us you know even in squamish which you know i'd say the it's more affordable put in quotation marks than vancouver um, we're starting to see that for a first-time home buyer like us, um, we really couldn't afford that single-family home. So we were really lucky to have townhouse options. Um, that was really where we looked and what we were able to afford. Um, and, you know, even more generally, thinking about the type of housing that is really accessible for a first-time home buyer, a young family, um, to move into a city like Squamish, you know, it's increasingly clear that that's really the, the type of housing that is going to be able to accommodate those, those types of people. Uh, and it's a great midway option. Um, you know, we do see that it's it's very possible to raise a family successfully in uh, in an apartment or a condo form, but it is really nice to have the extra space, the extra bedrooms, um, and then the access to the ground as well. Um, and that's really where this townhouse, you know, duplex, triplex, triplex option can really fit the bill for a lot of people. And then also be that launching point for, you know, being able to, to potentially move up um, into different housing forms in the long term. Um, but then putting my housing planner hat on, um, thinking about, you know, bigger issues around access to housing and affordability. 
it's where I think we need to kind of step back and think about, you know, growth more generally and its impact on communities and, and people from a housing standpoint. You know, where I work in Vancouver, um, we've seen really extraordinary growth um, in the last 10, 20 years. And really, Vancouver has been growing for, for decades. Um, you know, we see a lot of people moving into the city in their 20s and 30s, young people, young professionals looking for housing. And, you know, growth can be a great thing. It can be great for the economy. Um, it can be great uh, for a lot of reasons. But you do see that um, unless you plan for it, it can also have some potential negative impacts. It can be a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, but in planning, you know, we, we hear a lot from, from people about the impacts of growth who are worried about impacts on their community, on character. And that's, you know, that can be a real thing for sure um, when you see a lot of people moving in construction, for example. But what I've come to learn as a housing planner um, is that really when we talk about growth and housing affordability, if you don't have the housing there for people to move into, the people who are really most impacted are the people who are the most marginalized and have the least security of tenure. And that means people who are renting, um, people who don't necessarily have the income to access home ownership, um, or even to support themselves in rental if it gets more affordable. And certainly what we've seen in Vancouver is um, a lot more risk of displacement um, when housing prices uh, increase, when, you know, people can't continue, you know, there's a lot of risk of um, eviction, uh, potential for redevelopment. And so what we've certainly realized in Vancouver is we were behind the eight ball for a really long time um, in terms of not having that um, rental and even more affordable housing options um, to support a growing community. And We've been doing better and uh, seeing more come on in recent years, but it's really a catch-up game. And in the meantime, we've seen, you know, a lot more risk of displacement and, and concern about affordability. And, you know, this can mean the loss of diversity in the community, a real change, not just in the look and feel of the community, which is, I think, what we hear more about um, from community members, but actual loss of people and displacement. And we also hear a lot from employers, um, people who find it a lot harder to, you know, keep employees on because it's not possible to afford to live in the city. Um, so these are a lot of the impacts that we hear about. And, you know, the only, it's tough. Um, I think a lot of, uh, there, there's some desire sometimes to, you know, can we tamp down the growth? Can we just achieve a sort of more optimal level of growth so that things don't change so much? The reality is that as municipalities, there's only so much we can do. The most important thing is to make sure that we are creating the housing that can accommodate the people who are both trying to come here, but also who we wanna try to keep here. Um, and that often does mean density. Um, it means rental housing, which does need a bit more density to be viable or more affordable housing, where again, you kind of need that density to be able to build it and, and have it be financially feasible. Um, and even for people like myself and young professionals who are moving here, you need that additional density for, you know, the, the two, two houses or, you know, row of townhouses on a lot instead of a single family home. That was really interesting. And there's actually quite a bit to unpack there. One of the things we've traditionally heard as a story about why people leave the city is because they're coming to Squamish to escape density. But you made some points about how there are other benefits to density in terms of diversity and access and inclusion of different groups. And I'd extend that to cultural diversity and the ability to have the vibrant street life that you get when you have a set of diverse housing forms. Can you speak to that a little bit? Do you think that people are still trying to move to Squamish from Vancouver to get away from density? 
Or do you think people are interested in maintaining that level of diversity? You know, I can only really speak for myself. And like I said before, you know, my husband and I were definitely looking for a little bit more space. Um, you know, we have a second bedroom now, which has been such a game changer during COVID um, to have a desk instead of working from bed. Um, so, you know, I'd say we were definitely looking for um, access to a housing form that is probably a little bit less dense than an apartment or a condo. Um, and, and I'm sure that there are people um, coming from Vancouver or, um, you know, other more dense parts of the lower mainland who, who are looking for that, um, for sure. But I don't know that my experience is the only one that we should be talking about. You know, I, I think Squamish and, you know, other, other areas outside the lower mainland have so much to offer beyond um, just that low density lifestyle. You know, certainly we would have looked at a condo or an apartment and moved up here um, just to have access to the outdoors, um, access to, you know, we're both climbers. So, you know, the ability to get up and climb in the morning. So I think it's, it's all across the board. Squamish is such a desirable community with so many great things to offer. Um, and, you know, the ability to have a place where you can have the more low density townhouse options, some single family neighborhoods, and a little bit more density for rental and affordable housing, you can really do it all. Yeah. My impression is that people migrating from the city do have options. And if they are looking to get out of Vancouver, there are a number of comparable communities within driving distance to choose from. And one of the appeals of Squamish might be that it does have a community scene. For example, the increasing vibrancy of downtown and lots of good food options. There are these other benefits beyond just getting a bit more space. And perhaps in other lower density communities, they may not have access to the same experiences. Okay, switching gears again, I want to ask you about an argument we might hear from people who live in single family homes in Squamish, who've been here for a long time, who might have bought those homes many years ago at a much lower price. And so affordability is not an issue for them and who might argue that there really isn't anything in it for them to increase density and diversity in housing forms in their neighborhood. Can you talk a little bit about what might be the payoff for them from increased density? Yeah, that's such a great question. And, you know, I'll admit I've, you know, that's a community that I'm a little bit less familiar with, the sort of single family community or folks who live in that type of housing in Squamish. But I can certainly speak to, you know, what I've heard from people living in similar housing in Vancouver. And the comparison isn't perfect. You know, Vancouver has seen a level of investment and, you know, I'd almost say like speculation in that type of housing that's um, I'd say unique on a global level, not just in BC, um, but we have heard from a lot of people who are living in um, single family homes in Vancouver who, who say, you know, it, the, the exact same thing, that they don't necessarily see what's in it from them, for them, um, you know, increasing the access to, uh, you know, increasing the level of density or, or housing forms in, in their community. But things are starting to turn. Um, and the reason why is that, um, as, thing, as housing becomes less affordable and as it becomes less and less possible for a young family to get into um, a neighborhood that only has um, single family homes as a housing option, you start to see over time um, a change in the look and feel and character and vibrancy of the community. You know, we hear from people in Vancouver who say there used to be families who lived on this block. Um, there used to be um, people who would come in, um, have 
have their kids, um, the kids would graduate, uh, but you know, you would have kind of a cycle of people coming into this into the neighborhood. Um, there would also be people to support local businesses and vibrancy. And what we've seen in Vancouver, certainly, as things have become less affordable, is that vibrancy has started to hollow out. Um, and you don't necessarily have the population to support local businesses. Um, a lot of the sort of like side streets, um, little pockets of commercial that used to be really vibrant and lend a lot of neighborhood character um, can't really be supported in the same way. And, you know, I, I don't want to say that Squamish is, is at that level. Um, Squamish is more affordable, for sure, at least at this point. But there is something there in terms of making sure that we're uh, creating resilient neighborhoods. And that means resiliency also to the impacts of growth. You know, it's, it's really tough. Um, growth is part of the life cycle of cities, and Squamish is such a desirable place. Um, and so it's uh, important. I would say that, you know, to communicate to people who live in those neighborhoods who are worried about the impacts of density, also make sure that they're aware of the impacts of not densifying in the long term, that unfortunately, you know, it's a lot of communities like this aren't really set in stone. So it's uh, important to kind of see both sides of the equation. That was really well said. And it reminds me of something we talked about as we were preparing for this podcast. You mentioned that nothing changes a neighborhood like a fivefold increase in housing prices which really struck me as a good point for consideration by people who live in our neighborhoods and are concerned about the impacts of change. That change is already well underway and being able to have some vision and focus about what that will look like and what kind of community we are and want to be is really an important consideration. That was all of our questions. Is there anything else that you'd like to add that we haven't talked about? You know, one, one thing that's been on my mind, um, thinking about doing this podcast recording, and even just stepping back and thinking about, um, you know, what's happening in Squamish and, and why we're having this conversation. Um, a thing that I've come to realize living in BC is, if you think you have a good idea, it's likely that, you know, 200 other people have the same great idea. And this applies to everything from where you're going to go hike in the morning, uh, to the type of vacation that you're going to take. And I'm starting to see it apply as well to moving and the impacts of the pandemic. You know, I personally know of um, several people in my community who are really looking pretty seriously at moving to Squamish. And like I said before, growth is a double-edged sword. Um, and it's something that I think about really personally when I think about my impact on this community and, and those like me. Um, especially because I've seen it and personally had to work um, in a lot of the, uh, work through a lot of these issues in my personal work. And the things that I really think about when I think about Squamish and what I love about it and what I don't want to see change is I want to make sure that this city stays diverse um, and that there continues to be options for people who are renting, for young people, for people who want to work in the city, for teachers. Um, those are the types of people who are really the most at risk um, when you start to see housing become less and less affordable. Um, and I see that the district is actually taking some really great measures to, to support this. And so, you know, that's just the big takeaway for me is to make sure that um, the district um, is still continuing this great work of making sure that um, we're creating housing to support everyone who wants to live here. Not to mention, and this is a whole other can of worms, uh, which is the impact on the workforce. If, if we don't have diverse housing forms, we really can't support our workforce, which leads to this entire other set of consequences for our community. So 
thank you so much, Sarah, for your fantastic articulate thoughts on this topic. We really do appreciate your insight, both from your professional and your personal experience of coming to Squamish and reflecting on what that means for our community and how we want to grow. Thank you again. We really appreciate you taking the time to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. Tune in next time as we build on this topic and discuss the link between density and transit. Thanks for joining us. Thank you.